Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely, disgusting, awful video game ideas and turn them into the next triple A titles. I am your beautiful, wonderful, awake as hell, not addicted to coffee host, Blake Rea. And I am your other not concussed host, AJ Hart. (laughs) There have been some rumors in my personal (laughs) life that I may have gotten a concussion after I took a bad spill while doing a night drinking at a Christmas party. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to leave that. I thought you were going to leave that part out. I thought you were just going to like play it as in like, yeah, I took a tumble while totally sober. Uh, you know, just like no, just because casually. I don't want people to think that I'm clumsy naturally. <laughs> I want people to only think that it's possible for that me to have fallen it. because I was inebriated and already weakened. <laughs> I'm too powerful to go down f- under normal means. The Speaking only way sp- you can get the jump on me is if I am dispositioned to an ouchie. So, speaking of bad health habits, you told me to stop what I was talking about because you wanted yeah, me to mention so, on the podcast. Uh, really so, quick, go, go bring, ahead, ask me your question. To bring audience up to speed, here's what was going on. Blake and I were talking about vitamins because we were like, man, I remember when I was a little kid, I ate vitamins all the damn time. And then we found yeah. out that vitamins are apparently garbage. But yeah, most vitamins that we are, saw are that talked about vitamins being garbage also had the caveat of, well, yeah, but if you eat a good diet, then you don't need vitamins. Mm-hmm. To which I was like, hey, Blake, I know two things about you you and me and that is that i recently for dinner just had three fucking spinach buns and you told me that you apparently for a meal sometimes eat, and i quote a macho man s- macho randy man Sav- randy savage with slim jim slim jims now i'm familiar with a normal slim jim what is a macho man randy savage slim jim okay so okay and do they still make those he's been dead for a grip um that's what i thought too i thought macho man was not tied to the slim jim property since like 1987 but well he passed away in 91 so at least that far back he should have like he would have (laughs) been cut off before we were born so okay 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 so you know like how there are like regular slim jims there that little for those that i actually i i don't know if slim jim is an international i'm sorry he passed away in 2011 he just stopped wrestling in 91 holy shit i'm sorry i'm sorry he only died 10 years ago i thought macho man randy savage was like gone from like everything i thought he died like like 30 years ago you're telling me i was alive when macho man randy savage was alive fuck okay i am the cream that guy's awesome so okay fuck we're getting distracted we're getting distracted so uh for those that don't know slim jim is a beef jerky stick that is full of chemicals um really fucking bad for you it literally takes a year off of your life every time you eat it i have that mm, once every two weeks or so uh, so let needless, needless to say, I might not make it to episode 200 of this podcast. So, uh-huh. so do you need vitamins? That's my question. <laughs> and like, I'm sure that like, there's all sorts of pseudoscience oh, stuff out there. I, so I, like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I might, I might not need vitamins because here's the thing about the macho man, Randy Savage, Slim Jim. So there's regular size Slim Jim. There is what I thought was the biggest of monster Slim Jim, which is like, Three Slim Jims in one. Um, it's just a thicker tube of meat. And then I was proved wrong. I walk into 7-Eleven, mouth agape. I see in bold, flamboyant colors, a giant, a literally this, the length of my forearm, 
fucking size Slim Jim that just has Macho Man Randy Savage's face on it, and oh, it's like Blake. and it's like ten dollars. <laughs> so like, I love you so much. I'm so sorry that I have to do this. I'm about to wreck your fucking world. You need to come up to Oregon with me and go camping because uh-huh, in the areas uh-huh. up where I go camping, up in the Tillamook, Oregon range, yeah, there is yeah. a large billboard that constantly is marketing four foot long jerky steaks oh but is that macho man does is that macho man randy it's savage probably branded? not branded with then it's not macho as man good it's does, it, it doesn't i i know nothing about macho man randy savage outside of his his fun voice and the i am the cream bit but it does it doesn't does it doesn't have that sweet uh what's what do you think like macho man's like wrestling move is because i'm trying to trying to use like an adjective here um, I don't know that he had a signature move. He was during, the swirl I, and the swirl and twirl. Does it have the swirl and twirl uh, uh, flavoring flavor additive? I don't think so, AJ. But actually, I would like to try that. There's this. You know what's so weird? Living on the West Coast. I'm sorry. There, the swirl and twirl. That's what you think know. Macho Man Randy Savage's signature move is, huh? bro. Everybody was dressed in like neon fucking jumpsuits. I am imagining all of the wrestling moves of the 1980s were flashy as shit. None of this like grim dark shit that they have now. Of like, yeah, we're gonna put him into an armbar or a leg lock. No, this is like this is the swirl and twirl era. This is like the dragon spits fire era. This is like this is all about the showmanship. So I I know nothing Apparently about. Apparently he was just so. really popular for doing a flying elbow drop. Okay, that's pretty cool. Flying elbow. That's not not the coolest name, but it, it does have like a little bit of like Karate Kid vibes. It I, was I, off I the top it. rope, which is exciting. Yeah, but like I don't know, they've been doing off the top rope since like the early days of wrestling. That doesn't excite me anymore. Yeah, that's I mean, him, dog. He was one of the early days of wrestling. <laughs> So yeah, I have the Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim, and um, I have all the nutrients I need. You know, like I was drinking Huel for a little while, still do. Um, it's, what is it's, Huel? It's like it, it's this liquid uh, food thing that just has all of the nutrients and vitamins that you could need in a meal. Oh, like and it's Soylent. Like, yeah, it's exactly. It's like Soylent, but like tastes way better, and it's way more fun to drink. Um, I don't need that anymore. I just have like I just take a nice. You just a eat nice a Macho fat. Man Randy Savage beef steak. I have I have nothing but protein and all of the harmful toxic chemicals that I could ask for. <laughs> I mean, if those things don't kill you, I don't think anything can. Ugh. You're kind of like building up a resistance, Ugh. you know, it, against the world. I, I can I go on like a little jerky tangent for like yeah, for it's like your podcast, bud. You can do whatever uh, you want. Oh, dude, fuck yeah! So, um, I not many people. I I don't know how many people know this, but. Jerky is like really, really big here on the West Coast because it's just like it's very cowboy energy. Is it not big on the East Coast? I don't think so. That's the thing I keep seeing. Like, I think as you go more East Coast, there's more like wild game sort of things like deer, venison. You're proposing to me that in New York, nobody eats jerky. I, I no, it's not that nobody eats jerky is that I think it's just more common out here. It's a more okay. common. Well, think of it this way: like on the we we on the West Coast carry a lot of things that happened during the frontier, and one of the big things during the frontier was that a lot for a lot of those journeys they would carry salted meats because they would need it to last like the seven years it took them to get to the West Coast. It didn't take them seven years, but it it had to last them a long time. So it's like a lot of our foods are have like preservatives in them. That's why jarring is like a big thing out here. Um, or like doing sort of, uh, that's why vinegar food is like really big out here too. 
um, okay. or, or fermented food. Uh, not fermented. Um, pickled food. My bad. Um, like, I think I, I don't know if pickled eggs were like an, a West Coast thing. I might be wrong on that. I'm one. not going to bother fact checking yeah. you on this. It sounds so <laughs> wild. <laughs> but just to go back to the thing, the once you drive, not necessarily in Los Angeles, but once you start going out to the desert area, you get really weird shops that are all jerky themed. Like one of my like I shit you not you walk in and everything they sell has has to do with something with jerky and these are giant complexes. My favorite one it's called Alien Jerky. If you're ever in the Nevada area, go check it out. It's just you are driving on a highway and then you just come into this little town and then you just see a giant like UFO base <laughs> just chilling on the side of the road and it has like aliens and like a oh, bunch the, of just... the Area 51 jerky stand. Yeah, yes, I know the one. Yes, I drive past yes. it all the time. Yes, 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 yes. And you I don't know if you've ever gone in there, but it's a wild place. You just go, you just walk in. They have like 1950s sci-fi music playing, like the big theremin sounds. Um, really cool energy. And then it's just a wall of golden bags of jerky that all just have the weirdest fucking names. Like one is abducted cow. Another one is, uh, uh, what's it, what's it roadkill. And then you have another one where it's like, it's just like, it's a code name. Like it's some fucking just agent orange style, like secret experiment. It's wild, but it's super cool because it's just like there. I can't think of anywhere else in the world where something like that exists. It's like, this is so of its It would probably area. not be branded with alien stuff if it's not near Area 51. I mean, it's in Nevada. I mean, isn't I thought, is Area 51 in Nevada or is it in New Mexico? I don't know, but I know the alien fresh jerky place. I thought it was an Area 51 joke. Well, I, I mean, it's, there's, I mean, it's based off of aliens, but it's not like Area, I think it's literally just called alien jerky. Oh, alien. weird. Yeah, but um, where is Area 51? Is Area 51? Area 51, it's showing. <laughs> okay, so I type in where is Area 51, and you know like how it gives you Google Maps anytime you search something? Yeah. It's just Google Maps is just showing me blank desert, and I think that's just so funny. Does it give me any outline of anything? It's right here, idiot, it's in the middle right of the here. desert. It's right here, but we've like deleted yeah, everything. It's in Nevada. Area 51 is in Nevada. That's why oh, okay. you and I were thinking about going to the Area 51 uh, music concert that popped uh, up oh, two years where, ago. Oh, you mean where everybody was going to storm Area 51? Yeah, I wasn't into the storming <laughs> Area 51 part, but a bunch of musicians said that they were going to be there. So I was, I wanted to go for the impromptu music concert. Was that this didn't like? Happen. Was this like the Fortnite of real life where it's just like a bunch of obscure artists were like, hey, we're going to just do a pop-up concert here. Show up. What if you, the show fuck up do you game. mean Fortnite of real world with with obscure artists? A Ariana Grande's been in Fortnite. What the fuck are you talking about? Put some hey, respect okay, on Fortnite. Hold on, 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 hold on. Fortnite. Let's let's distill it down to its basic elements. You are, it's a bunch of people congregating in one area, dressed up as funny characters, and acute, and occasionally music concerts of real artists play. 
Yeah. If, I don't know if you saw the images of Area 51 but like music festival. Everybody was dressed up as weird shit and there was music playing and a bunch of people congregating in one area and there were guns there too. There were armed guards there. So that's another similarity to Fortnite. Yeah, no, hey, the, the, the similarities similarity. are there. I just don't want to hear you being like with obscure artists like Ariana Grande oh, and okay, Travis okay. Scott. Like, come oh, okay. on. I be, I you and I spoke. both know that's not spoke. obscure. Ariana Grande? I don't know if many people know about Ariana Grande. I'm going to kick your ass. Also, Marshmallow? I don't think many people know about Marshmallow. I will say. I will say. I will say he is an obscure digital artist. He's not as big as Dead Mouse. Like, Dead Mouse is more identifiable as a masked DJ than Marshmallow. You are a relic of a bygone age, my friend. (laughs) Also, Travis Scott? I don't think anybody knows about him. Well, not before Fortnite, but Fortnite did great things for him. And then he got the McDonald's deal. Dude, do you think anybody like recorded their performance at Area 51 and turned it into a live album? Like that's, you don't like how some bands oh, like- Oh, we can like, only hope, dude. Like, God, that would be so fucking cool. And you just hear like in the background, the security guards working the fence with their megaphones, like, please leave the area. Just get out. Oh, God, well, that fest- would be so the, fucking the cool. The Gathering Grounds was pretty far away from Area 51 itself, if I recall Really? Correctly. I thought it yeah. was, like, right on the fence. I thought that's why it was such a big deal. It was, like, right out, like, right next to the fence. That's why there were guards posted there. No, because they had they went ahead and made it, like, an official music festival, and they needed to have uh, it, like, a certain distance away from uh, the Area 51 grounds so that they could have, like, porta-potties and shit like that. Okay, so, well, speaking of regulations, you and I should, like, I don't know, make a podcast. We should do it. We should do what we were, like, born here to do. And that's okay, yeah. make bad video games. We could make bad video games in the vein of Slim Jims and Area 51. I'm down for that. But we got to make something. Yeah, let's see if we can't do that. Do you have a video game submission for me? I do have a video game submission for you. This one, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try my best to not go on a tangent here, um, but give me 30 seconds. Holy fuck, holy shit, holy crap, holy fuck, Alan Wake 2 was announced. Oh, my Oh, yeah, the video game awards God. happened. We could talk about that a little bit. Huh? No, Alan no, Wake we have 2 no fucking announced. time. We have no time, dude. We have no time. But um, I just, the, the one thing I want to mention, because it does relate to this game submission, Um. Alan Wake is my favorite video game of all time, and the fact that they finally launched Alan Wake 2, or the, they did the trailer for it. The Journey it Home. fucking good. It looks so fucking good, dude. And it's going to be a survival horror. I think it's going to be like the Evil Within kind of vibes. I'm so fucking excited. So this Big submission- ups to them. Big ups yeah. to the Alan Wake creators for having the self-control to not call it Alan Wake Chapter 2. Because like he's a he's an author, it feels like it would have been just like right there. So big ups but that's, to them for but that's the, that's the fighting off that beauty. urge. That's the beauty of Alan Wake, though, because it's it is it is cheesy in that regard. It because, is about like, fantasy, Stephen King. It is a it's about like a guy writing a book that comes to life. How many fucking stupid stories have we seen like that? Because it's such a it's such None. A tri- the only thing that I can think of that's like that is Never Ending Story and the Goosebumps movie, both of which are masterpieces. 
Uh, the Goosebumps movie's fucking terrible. I don't know what you're talking about. That movie sucks. It's got sucked. Jack Black in it, and I've never seen it, and children and like who it, gives so a I have shit? to assume like, it's a masterpiece. Oh, God. You can't just say things like that. You can't just do that. I can. Okay. It's actually a lot funnier to say that Goosebumps is a masterpiece instead of saying that it's bad. It has a sequel. There's a second Goosebumps movie. I, and so who gives a fuck? So does Ghostbusters. But the first Ghostbusters sucks. Like it, it doesn't just because something has a sequel doesn't make it great. Oh, you I, say some bold things here. You're right on that one, but it's bold. It's bold. It opens to say up with him. It good. opens up with him manipulating a woman, like d- d- doing the flashcard thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to like this character. And He's supposed to be charming. We love we, that he wants to fuck all of his students. Yeah, it's like just, oh yeah, that's not fucking like problematic. Character trait. Yeah, like the best part of that movie is fucking Sigourney Weaver being a badass. Actually, that might be Ghostbusters too. I don't know, but her and her fucking Gorgon like dogs. Like that's the best part of that movie. Everything else is like, oh, I guess this is this is of its time. I don't know. It's like people who say Goonies is also a good movie. There's a lot of '80s movies that people now, say. Now hold are on, as an Oregonian, I do have to come in to fight for Goonies. We love Goonies. Goonies. Uh, you know what? I think you have the rose, rose glasses, rose tinted glasses. Like Halloween Town. I no awesome concept. Thing, I don't remember Goonies. Like, Here's what I do know about Goonies. It was filmed in Oregon, so I'm ha- I have to defend it. I also have to do the same thing with Supernatural and Grimm. Like these things were <laughs> in Oregon. Sorry. Okay. Okay. We man, we're just like this is. Is, is, is the this rainy be state one of those, represents. Is this going to be just one of those distracted episodes where we literally do jack shit and just yeah, shoot well, the shit? Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> anyway, give me the game submission. This one comes to us from Caleb Personal Pan Martin at Is This a Theus? Alan Wakenbake. So I Blake, just neither this. one of us smoke weed. No, 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 no. Stick with me. Stick with me. Stick with okay. me here. <laughs> I'm following. I I know it was supposed to be a weed reference. But for some reason, my brain immediately went to two things. One, as a kid, my mom would make shake and bake pork chops all the time. So it was like, so like easy, easy, easy cooking, which led me to my next thought, easy bake ovens. Can we do an Alan Wake supernatural themed cooking game that is all like easy bake? So it can't be like complex recipes. It needs to be. Some sort of like, okay, I need you. To, it's like a really simple yeah. cooking game. So I got the story for you right here. Here's what it is. Okay, so Alan Wake ahead. chapter two, here it comes. Alan Wake's like, oh, oh no. Everything that I write comes to life. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. And this motherfucker sits down and he studies everything he can about the hit kids WB or four kids TV show fighting food ons, the kind of racist food fighting one. <laughs> Wait, the kind of racist? What? Yeah, every every food was like a little racist caricature of it. Of, of well, why food bring dish. that up then? Why? why are you because I'm gonna celebrate fighting foodons, and so I have to bring up its caveats. Um, okay. If you want to hear more about fighting foodons, check out Friend of the Show, Deck of Friendship, because they have a whole season on fighting foodons and how it's kind of wicked problematic. Okay, so uh, anyway, so wh- Alan Wake says, "I know what I have to do." And so he starts making a cookbook, and everything that he adds to the cookbook comes to life as a little sentient yes. food guardian to protect yes. him. Yes. Okay. I can I can I give you? A, I, I want to add on to this idea that you're talking about here. So okay. just for, just out of narrative. So one thing I noticed that um, writers have to do sometimes they just have to write shit to pay the bills. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite examples was actually he might have wrote this because he was passionate about it. But Stephen King. 
author of it author of misery author of the stand like some of the biggest fucking books in history um did you know he wrote uh, a book about the Boston Sox um, that was just kind of this historical book and talking about like their stats and shit? Um, it just it's so it's so weird to go on Goodreads and I just see like horror novel, thriller novel, fucking supernatural thing. This guy wrote something for the Red Sox. What the fuck? So Alan Wake is kind of taking a dip in his career. He hasn't come up with a thriller book in a while. Needs to pay the bills. Guess what? He's going to help write this cookbook. But as he writes it, a lot of the recipes start coming to life and fucking with things in a realistic way or in a fucked up way. So it's like um, you have to do and it has to be like simple recipes. So it's like uh, maybe you, you, you have this chef friend or something like that that says, hey, I need a cheesy dish. You got to write down the recipe or translate the recipe that like she's giving you. And then as you write that. What is the result? Are you to go back to fighting foodons? Do those things manifest? You create into a cre- life? yeah. You create a little fighting guy, a little collectible monster, and you can then take this little collectible guy out into the real world and help you in the survival horror world. Okay, I oh. want to do the. I'm I'm trying to create the horror version of Spectrobes. Okay, which is I an was... incredibly cool game from the Wii where you had a little collectible monster that fought alongside you. This also gives me like Zatch Bell vibes. Remember that? Speaking of WB yeah. Kids. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Zatch Bell. <laughs> oh my god, this actually works really well because you know like but Zatch, Zatch Bell, Bell is th- different because in Zatch Bell you would get your one little puppet guy, and in this one you can swap out all of your little fighting food on like Pokemon members. Yes, but here's the, you know but the way it is similar to Zatch Bell is you have to go fucking kill other people's cooking books like you do in <laughs> Zatch Bell. <laughs> There are evil cookies. Hold on. Alan Wake to Wake and Bake. Here's what has happened. A group of eight different (laughs) group of eight different people have all gotten the miraculous magic ability of anything they write comes to life. Uh uh Alan Wake. And maybe maybe we do a prototype two situation where Alan Wake has discovered that he has this power and he's going to continue writing horror for evil. Uh-huh. Um, he's uh-huh. he's he's finally mastered his horrible na- horrible powers. You uh-huh. play as a chef that is going to write cookbook recipes to create little guys and little monsters to help you fight. Mm-hmm. There are there are six other authors in the world where when they write things they come true, and so you are going around trying to hunt down the other authors and defeat them and steal their typewriters. Holy shit. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're on to something here. I think we just need to figure out. So it's like, I think you're playing Alan Wake, and you don't want to take the prototype route of Alan Wake is the bad guy now, and we take, like, Alan Wake 2, you're not playing as Alan Wake. Okay, so, okay, so, okay, I like, okay, 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 you're on to something there, so... The way Alan, minor Alan Wake spoilers, as he starts writing things, it does affect the real world around him. And he kind um, of. Yes. And he gets, masters it and uses it for evil. And, and it kind of like goes into this alternate reality thing. It's still a little bit unclear, which I love about that. Um, but like that gives us the, that gives us the space to play. So it's like, as you were saying, every like uh, this power that Alan Wake has we find out is given to a bunch of just random authors from various genres and spaces. So it's like, hey, there's a person who can manipulate the news. Like they're a, they're a, a news article writer. So whatever news thing that they write, 
oh, um, no. happens true or happens in real life or something like that. So the our character, we follow like the unlikely hero. It's a person who just writes cookbooks. It <laughs> just writes. Yes, you're just following. fucking makes dosh off of writing cookbooks. So their writing comes to life and then they whatever recipe they write um, comes to life and they have it like a la Zatch Bell. They need to then maneuver around this disrupted world that Alan Wake has created and mm-hmm. fight all of these other authors, authors that have their yeah. own like I, I mean for lack of a better word like I guess stands in a way um well, like they all have their own horrible book. abilities I think yeah that, like, the the documentary writer is going to be able to change where the actual character is placed because he can change the news <laughs> wait AJ, AJ yeah? can we give each of these uh stand characters names? And they have to shout it anytime they activate it. And the news no, guy is going to be, no, no, the news guy is going to be a Ben Shapiro type. And he's just going to scream fake news to summon his stand. And I just think that's the funniest fucking name for a stand with news altering abilities, alternative facts or some bullshit like that. Okay, that is pretty good. <laughs> um. Oh, also, you my could, concern like, is that then we've we've pitched our flavor into a little bit more actiony, adventurey than horror, and I'm um, kind of interested in the idea of having a bunch of like like collectible monster party members following you that are all fighting food on characters running mm-hmm. around in a horror world. That okay? So okay, so doing a entourage survival horror game. So, like, let's break down what a survival horror is. So, each as you go through the game, you get either abilities or tools that allow you to do very basic actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to imagine that. Imagine Last of Us, except instead of Ellie next to you, you have a little dude with uh, stir fry as his brain. uh, And then you're standing next to him, you have a little quadruped animal that's made of popcorn. And then standing next to them, you have a. It's Donald Duck, except he's been a fried turkey. Okay, a, so he's actually fried and it has no feathers, and he's just okay, like so just, the little dead animal thing that people eat at dinner. Standing so there. just to so just to clarify, so because I'm I, I mm-hmm. was under the impression that once you defeat one of these other writers, these ghost writers, that's what we'll call them. Um, they you took their ability, but it no, seems like what you, you want to do have is the ability take... to create and write your cookbook. Okay, but every I, every person you defeat gives you access to like a new recipe or uh, <laughs> yeah, allows you, you to write a new, new page. You come up with a new recipe. Yeah, <laughs> and that turns into your fighting food on character. And then like, can I pitch you on something that I think would just be so fucking funny? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, can we do this thing where it's like it's a gritty all a like evil within one evil within two is actually a better example because you're like going around this small town and it's just like there's monsters everywhere it's really poorly lit um i love that energy and it's just gritty and scary but anytime you discover a new recipe it just smash cuts to like a really not in um <laughs> in, in it doesn't share the same tone mini game where you're doing like an easy bake oven sort of thing where you're where you're making your fighting food on character. Yeah, the just, whole like, game way changes brighter, flavor and fun. palette to, like, yeah. a gamified version of a cooking yeah. show. Yeah! I think yeah. that would just be so fucking weird and stupid. All right, I, I want to put a pin in this, because Alan Wake and Bake, or should we call it Alan Shake and Bake? Uh, Alan Shake be. and Bake is very good. 
It also, um, well, right. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of Alan Wake and Bake because then we have two double, like two false positives. Because people will see that and they'll think, "Ah, oh, cool, Rise I can play Alan gamer. Wake again." And it's like, no, you don't. And like, it's a weed <laughs> game, and it's like, no, it's super not that either. Welcome to the show, idiot. <laughs> All right, you give me a game. This comes from Gazer at Just Gazer. Howard the Duck, a gritty Telltale game. <laughs> Wait, just to confirm, Howard the Duck is the uh, the Marvel character that uh, is a duck, right? And just exists yep. in the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. universe? He also had a, had a movie in the 90s where he was just a duck in the real world, and I think he got a girlfriend. I haven't That's seen That's right! I remember, because there's like a scene where he gets like a feather boner, and it's just really uncomfortable and weird. That's remember why that? my pro- parents didn't let me see it. No, I don't remember it. I've never seen Howard the Duck. That's so weird. And it's just, okay, so when birds get excited, like the top of their head, like I my, my mom's cockatoo does this. When they get really excited, either like, you know, um, uh, like. Uh, either hyped or horny. Yeah, I was trying to say it more eloquently than that, but like, yeah, that's sometimes, exactly Sometimes what you don't have is. to be eloquent about it. Sometimes you can just say <laughs> the bird gets real nasty. They, their top feathers on their head just fly up and they just get really floofy. And that happened to Howard the Duck. So are they you do saying that when this... they get horny too? I thought they just did it when they were like, oh, let's no, fucking go. Let's no, party, they, bud. Yeah, dude, they do that. Like birds are fucking like really like there's Bentley. He knows I'm talking about him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, birds do that. Birds are weird, man, especially cockatoos because oh. they're really expressive. Um, So are you pitching me on a like fucking leisure suit larry Don- uh, donald duck like adventure where it's just a duck being horribly uncomfortable and problematic and raunchy and it's I think just we like were imagining a puzzler something, game it's something gritty a la dark and menacing but i love the idea of taking howard the duck and making him a real total sex pervert <laughs> Side note, because we, I haven't, hate the we haven't seen like a double or triple A sex pervert game in a while. The closest yeah, because we've gotten they're is fucking awful because they suck. <laughs> Games like that suck. Like I fucking hate Leisure Suit Larry, by the way, just to just to clarify. I'm a huge fan of Sierra games. I fucking hate Leisure Suit Larry. That game has a lot of bad taste in it. But what Bro, if we it, made... It, 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 can I pitch you on this? Can I pitch you on this? Yeah. Is there a way to do a pervy sex game without it being problematic? Is that something that is possible? Because there are characters yes. that are horny, but they don't have to be like pieces of shit. You know what I mean? I'm sure there is. I, man, yeah. How come so many horny things are so problematic? Weird. Because a lot of them were made in like early, like 25 years ago where you were allowed to be a piece of shit, especially when there was that perceived notion that the guys only play video games. It just, it had like that fucking shit energy. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily an inclusive space. I'm starting to think that this is an alleyway I want to go down. Yeah. You th- so instead, okay. let's talk about Howard the Duck becoming a horrible murder psychopath in space. Okay. So mm, it feels it feels a little bit done before, huh? If you just take yeah. Howard the Duck and make him Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. I mean, like it's just a it's a talking animal with a gun. It's Rocket Raccoon. Says a snarky joke every now and again. Austin Powers Rocket is Rocket. horny and not problematic. Can we just turn Howard the Duck into Austin Powers? <laughs> he oh, 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 actually, you're onto something here. You're onto something here. So, what if we did an intergalactic, galaxy-spanning 
James Bond character, but they are more like Pink Panther than they are actual James Bond. Because I feel like Howard the Pink Duck... Pink Panther, I, the animated cartoon guy? Uh, well, there was also the live action thing. The, the idea is, I, I, I don't know how much you know about Pink Panther, but for <gasps> With those the that cheeseburger don't know, bit. Yeah, yeah, I remember the, the Pink Panther movie now. So, so for those that don't know, Pink Panther is like a spoof on James Bond. It's like, okay, what if you had, uh, I think his name is Inspector Clouseau. Um, it is a a detective that is wholly inept at their job and doesn't know how to actually be a good spy. Another character, another type of this is uh, get smart with Johnny English, get smart with Steve Carell like that. Just there. They are the inept James Bond. So what if we did an inept Howard the Duck going on a galaxy powers? I don't know if Austin Powers is a good spy or not. Well, you know, honestly, that's the funny thing about Austin Powers. He's actually a good spy. Uh, He does. He's just a fucking goof horn dog. Um, And it like but is actually like respectful of women. It Austin Powers, it feels like a movie that shouldn't work, but it does. You know what I mean? That's how it always I've, felt I've about it. I've never seen Austin Powers. Really? I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know how it holds up, but it's one of his better movies. Like it's, ne- it's definitely not uh, master of disguise. That movie sucked. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that one. Master of Disguise is not a great movie. I've seen no, that one it's before. No, hor- it's horrible. Um, there is a really funny bit where he climbs out of a cherry pie. That's pretty fun and cool. Wait, what? I don't even remember that. Are yeah, the only there's thing- like a pie, and then he just sort of bursts out of it. Like a dude bursting out of a cake, except it's just the pie. Uh, okay. I mean, it's... Strange. Okay, so let's let's go back to our Telltale game. So we right. start. Howard off the as- Duck is Austin Powers. He is, is horny and good with guns, and he says, "Yeah, baby." Now, I think he said that before. I don't know. I've never seen Howard the Duck or Austin Powers. Um, I I honestly, I'll be honest, they occupy the same part in my brain of like things that are a little bit horny that I haven't seen before. <laughs> Things, have, that, things that I have, thought I wanted to see as a kid, but my parents wouldn't let me see because they were horny. Do you have like a dedicated compartment for that? Like in the, the file cabinet that is your brain? It's like horny. Yeah. Watch it's, eventually. It's Austin Powers, Howard the Duck. <laughs> and for a while, Family Guy. But then I saw a clip of Family Guy and had nightmares afterwards. Yeah, it also and it also sucks. <laughs> <laughs> pretty ornery this episode like normally i like hey eh, you know people's taste they're their own like you know have have fun with no, what you just, like no i'm gonna be like things. i'm just gonna attack things today um spe- do we want another video game do we think yeah we can let me the third let me, one in really quick yeah let me give you another let me give you another game so you mentioned a gritty game um mm-hmm. i want to i want to stay in that in that theming so this one comes to us from alley cat and millennium hoo-ha a gritty survival action game that's constantly being narrated by a storybook narrator so this is really fucking cool to me because I love the idea of like some video games have played around with it where they have like storybook sort of like um, cutscenes. But what if you had to go through a pop up book and page by page you would actually have interactables on each page and it but it's like the shit you're watching is like fucking grisly. So, like a good example. Uh, actually, no, that's a spoiler. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil Inscription at all because it's still new and it's still a great game. Okay. Um. But so, a pu- but the whole thing's structured a like pop- a pop-up it's a, book. It's a pop-up book that you have to 
Um, it's a pop-up book, but maybe each page has interactables on it that need to be combined that so allow you to turn the next page. So yeah, it's like it sounds like let, what you just want is like a pop a point and click adventure that's stylized yeah, like a pop-up book. Yes. And like anytime you click on something or interact with something, you have like a narrator describing what you just did. Because that's like if you look at like early Sierra games, actually maybe not the necessarily like the text-based ones, but um like uh uh Space Quest or or uh or, kingdom quest or king quest or whatever the hell it was called like the around four or five they actually had narrators and i think i want to take that same energy but it has i want to generate this contrast of you have this horribly fucking grisly sort of like grim like you know like the original grim fairy tales where it's like mm-hmm. pinocchio was like way fucking scarier than what it was described or um hansel and gretel was way scarier than than most yeah hansel and gretel got eaten the little mermaid died and i think she turned into sea foam i don't know what happened to pinocchio maybe he just got put in a wood chipper that'd be kind of funny i I think not for him i I think i think that ends with him and his dad being eaten by the whale and dying like he never achieves what he was looking for i don't i think that's how it ends how did he end up in the whale zone anyway it's been a long time since i saw pinocchio i blake (laughs) i do have one problem with what you're pitching yes what's up what you're pitching is just a point-and-click adventure with a narrator, and I don't think that that's particularly big or explosive. Here's my question. How familiar are you with the video game Biomutant that came out this year? No, I know nothing about it. Biomutant is an action-adventure RPG game that came out this year that had it, uh, it had a lot of build-up because a lot of people were like, oh, this indie game's going to be great. And then it came out, and everybody was like, this game's incredibly okay. One thing that was really strange about this game is that it had a narrator. So your characters would walk around and they spoke their silly little mutant language that sounded like, think Banjo-Kazooie, think Animal Crossing gibberish, things like that. Mm -hmm. And you'd walk up to a character and they'd be speaking gibberish. But the entire game had a narrator that was like some planet Earth type shit. So you'd walk up to a character and they'd be like, and then a narrator would come over and be like, Sally would like you to go to the deep woods and gather up 15 eggshells. Mm-hmm. Can we do that with a horror game? Think think Resident Evil, but every time you walk up and talk to the president's daughter, she speaks gibberish and you have a narrator come on over her. You know, I think the only way that that would work is if you lean into it like Thomas was alone. I know you haven't played it, and I highly suggest you do, but the thing that I love so much about that game is that it does play on what you're saying, where it's it's one narrator giving voices to everybody. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's what this mutant game does as well. Yeah, and and, and so, so <laughs> I feel like, but the narrator needs to be bad at giving people voices. I think that's where the comedy of it comes. <laughs> it, feel, it feels like a parent telling a bad story. Isn't this also what that new game from Yoko Taro just did? I have no idea. I, Yoko Taro I, just released a game called like something of the cards. The gimmick was that everything the in the game was built out to look like you were just you playing the game off of cards. Um, when you went into a city, oh. you would just enter a city card. When you talked to shopkeepers, they would have shop cards. Oh, that's but cool. But it had like a single okay. narrator over the whole game. Okay. I don't know if any of the characters were actually voiced. So how do how do we play with that? Like, because the submission said gritty with a storybook thing or with like a storybook narrator. And 
I'll be real, that doesn't give me story storybook vibes. It just says it's just like, hey, here's this open world scary game that has a funny narrator narrating everything. Um, it, I, I mean, it could one way that we can make that work is and just throwing a curveball out there. What if every sound, every movement, every description has to come from this narrator? So there's no so there's no gun sounds, there's no hacking sounds, there's no running sounds. It's all done by this narrator's voice. So it's like you attack something, you just have this guy you just have this clearly like day player voice actor coming in and doing kablow, kablow, you know, just something like to where you can't take this game seriously in the slightest. So I think imagine- you can't take it seriously if you have sound on. The second you mute it, <laughs> yeah. it really does look legit. It's some Resident Evil, Evil Within. Picture it's haunting picture, to look at. Picture but man, the sounds really ruin it. Remember when that cinematic for Last of Us 2 came out where Ellie is or one of those women is being tortured by the other woman and like everybody talked about how grisly that scene was. Now picture that. But if it was somebody making mouth sounds to all of the little actions going on, you just couldn't take it seriously. It would just be too fucking weird. So I guess that's I guess that's the game. So we're coming up on our 40 on our 43 minutes. You and I need to decide a game. I feel most excited about Alan Wake Shake and Bake. Um, I also like Alan Wake and Shake and Bacon. <laughs> Are we calling it Alan Wake and Bake or Alan Wake Shake and Bake? <laughs> just I think Alan just, Wake Shake and Bake. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Alan Wake Shake and Bake. It's and just... I love I love it. I love because you know what I haven't seen done yet is this game is going to get a lot of strange comparisons. The one I'm most excited for is the idea of people being like, check it out. It, it's kind of like a Kingdom Hearts, but it's horror and you get collectible monsters instead of Donald and Goofy. Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So, um, okay. There is this, uh, we need to talk, I think most of our gameplay is figured out. I think I want to jump into modifiers, and I actually remembered one modifier I really want to use because it leans into this really fucking well. So uh, hit me. Um, if you're a member of one... our Discord and our Patreon, if you're a member of our Patreon, you can come into our Discord, and on our Discord, we have modifiers that you can submit every week in case you are wondering about this. Yes, and we also play board games and other various hangout stuff, so come join on. Um, this one comes to us from Turtle Lover 2244, a collectible card game deck. Now, picture this, AJ. So I play a lot of Warhammer, and one of the things that you can do with your army is you have a deck of cards with you that outlines all of your abilities like flashcards. Mm-hmm. What if we introduced this ability later in the game where Wait, you get this? Wait, what is the this- current modifier again? It's sidekicks, yeah? Yes, it's sidekicks. So this is a sentient collectible card game deck. And I'm wondering if like you can use each one of these cards once and each one of them has their own little personality, but you have a limited amount of them. And once you use them, they're gone forever. So like what would these cards be used for? I think it's just like like one use abilities. So it'll be like insta kill. It'll be uh, light the way. It could be like I'm wondering if like. 
I'm wondering if it's one of two things. One, it's just a deck you get at the onset of the game and you just have all of these resources that you can use once and maybe that's where some of like the puzzle elements of this game comes in. So it's like, hey, you find yourself like at this wall of darkness. Well, it turns out you have a, a card that just says orb of light on it. Oh, or, and you just have to shuffle you know. through your entire <laughs> your entire yeah, inventory. And, yeah, and like and picture how fucking daunting and uncomfortable that is because there's um, how many cards are in like a standard deck? It's like 32 52. or 52. 52. Imagine you just get 52 items at the start of the game and you're like, I have no idea what any of this goes to. <laughs> I, Dude, I'm playing Bloodborne right now and I get overwhelmed if I find like a pendant and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a Dark Souls game. This one thing can be like this one pendant I just got could be like the make it or break it towards my ending. It's like, oh, I've got to save this or it's like. Or it's like it's it's like the music box when you're going up yes. against Father G. It's I, like it, I love you have it. no I love idea this what idea that's for. <laughs> that you already have all of the useless shit, but you yeah. will find a use for it later. Yeah, I'm but so you have no that. idea and how overwhelming that has to be. And I'm wondering if it's like <laughs> I'm wondering if like, okay, maybe we don't give sentience to because this is a sidekick. So this is somebody that's you're gonna carry on your hip. Like all uh, like the head from God of War. It's just something that's going to talk to you when when you're just going about the world. So instead of each card having its own sentience, what if it's the card box that has sentience and every time you take a card from it, you're literally killing it. So it's like it loses life as you use it or it loses like uh, it, it's it, like it's and losing the big a piece reveal of at soul. the end of the game is that that was actually Alan Wake the whole time. And you're it fighting was, it was Alan a little Wake's insert or you're fighting alan wake self insert that he created okay Whoa. hold on can i actually wait a second hold on you're on to something here because okay i'm gonna give you another alan wake dlc spoiler here so no don't there give was it a, to me wait the, no, 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 the no, no, weird no. american bloodland one yes yes alan wake okay, american yeah, nightmare I think, so i think you're allowed to spoil that one nobody played it Okay, fuck you. That game was awesome. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. That game rocked. Okay, so Alan Wake American Nightmare, the plan, the thing that it was playing on, and I think we can apply this to the into our game in a really interesting way, is um, as Alan Wake is in this alternate universe thing, a copy of him is made called Scratch, and it is the it is literally evil <laughs> Alan Wake. And his name is. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier because you were mentioning Evil okay, Alan Wake. Time out. So I need to know one: Does he look like a garbled up version of Alan Wake, or is it just like I'm? I need a cool moniker, dude. Scratch. It's actually really. No, it's actually really fucking cool. So Alan Wake calls him Scratch because anytime Scratch says his name, it distorts and becomes radio static, and it sounds like a scratching record. Oh, that's and his, it's that the, is actually kind of fun. Yeah, it's like really that. fucking cool. So, but this, what this introduces is every enemy in our game that has a different book is just a di is a different part of Alan Wake. So it's like you go you go up against the news writer Alan Wake, who has his own personality. I don't want to make it a different part of Alan Wake. I want it to be a different L insert of Alan Wake. I'm proposing that Alan Wake much, <laughs> much. You know how in all the Marvel movies we have all these. Uh, Stan Lee's that keep showing up. Yes, yes. What if Alan it's, it's Wake did that character. for himself, and Alan oh Wake in all of his books was like, God. and then I, and then look at that. It's 
little old. It's oh tiny Alan God. Wake. Dude, that's <laughs> and then so you're funny. Is one of his eight self inserts. Yes, no, dude. Like that's a, and that's a huge thing for Stephen King too. Like a lot of his main characters are self inserts. They're all like troubled <laughs> writers or alcoholics, you know, with you know a drug problem. Like all stuff that Stephen King himself. So dealt you play with. So like Abraham Wellington. They all have all, the same initials of A W. Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, this what you what this tells me then is like you know what the grand reveal of this fucking game is is that our character is a copy of alan wake trying yeah. to kill the original alan wake or maybe yeah. is killed by the original alan wake so it's like it's like that um uh another spoiler remember the movie the islands where they find out like everybody who lives on the island is like a copy of somebody existing in the real world and that shit um yeah. Great, that great movie. Uh, I'm, I, I shouldn't have spoiled it, but whatever. It's like a movie from 30 years ago. Um, that's the that's the reveal of our game. So it's like Alan Wake, the cook version, has to figure out like, okay, am I gonna go on um, as a copy of a copy, or am I gonna like kill the original Alan Wake and okay, take wait. on so we, the so role of all Alan of the Wake? Characters that we are playing as are they all copies? Are they self-inserts of Alan Wake or are they self-inserts from Scratch? They're, they are they are like Scratch as in they are self-inserts of Alan Wake. Okay. But yeah. our character is In a way, they're evil. all Alan Wake. I love yeah, this. It, yeah, so every fucking talking person in this game or every enemy is of is Alan Wake. <laughs> Except for except for the deck of cards that is your best friend that is actual that you, Alan Wake that has been turned into a deck oh of cards. Oh my for god! Reasons that the, will make sense holy in the shit. final three minutes of the game. Holy Here's shit! Here's what I'm also you're, going to say so though. I think that we do some right next level shit. We go on some Bioshock two level ways of writing so we can get all these scrumptious fucking awards. We're uh -huh, gonna uh -huh. put, we're gonna have all of this cool story. In the first 20 minutes and the last five minutes. And the rest of the uh -huh. game is just fucking, how are we going to get over there? And it, all <laughs> the awards shows are going to love us. And they're going to talk about how good our story <laughs> is the whole way through. Okay. Dude, you're so fucking onto it, though, with having Alan Wake be the little deck of cards. Because you know what it is? It's a sealed box that can talk to you. And then it'll print out like things when you need it. And then like we just smash cut inside of it. It's just Alan Wake in his fucking like cabin room, like stuck in, in a room. Mind he's, palace. He, yeah, he's typing out the things that you need. So because he's manifesting the shit that you need, like the 30 or 52 items that you'll need at various points in the game. So it's like, oh, my he's stuck in this fucking box. He's stuck in his that's literally what we call it yes. it's just the box that says mind palace on it i love this and it's just so i love small. this so much blake oh this is i'm putting so a bow stupid. on this i need to end okay. the show now we've run over my time limit i need to catch the bus <laughs> okay alan wake shake and bake let's go to patch notes let's go to patch notes hey everybody and welcome to patch notes we just wanted to say if you want to uh Hey, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. Check us out on Twitter, at Spiritual Suck, where we post all of our little announcements. Uh, we have, we're have we going to be posting up some unique art for this game of Alan Wake Shake and Bake. Uh, I'm just trying to come up with things to say because AJ is literally walking out the door on me, and I feel panicked. <laughs> I'm, ba I'm back by the chair. I can do our official sign-off. Hello, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. I've been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. Our intro and outro music is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band from an excellent game. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games. That should not be made.